0: You are listening to The Subtle Forces. I am your host, Anja Not Anja, and looks like we have a new review of the podcast from Nerdfoo. Nerdfoo says, these are wonderful audio journeys and I can honestly say I've enjoyed each one of them. Though the topics and interviews are wildly variable, they all feel connected by the undercurrent of Anja's authentic voice and unique narrative style. And I love the frogs. Thank you, Nerdfoo. Well, Nerdfoo, I hate to break it to you, but I'm going to disappoint you this show because I've been thinking about what i'm doing here with the subtle forces and i've been realizing um it's vapid and i need to start talking about real issues real news because um i don't know if you've noticed but like everything in the world is uh, spiraling toward demise In every sense, in every level, and what I'm doing with this podcast is so surface, so um, terrible, and so selfish that um, I'm, at least that's what the voice in my head in my dark moments is saying so i'm going to indulge that voice i'm going to should on myself and uh for the rest of the show i'm really only going to talk about those um hard hitting issues the news. i'm going to go through the news with you all right you ready I didn't know this, um, because I live in a bubble and I ignore the news generally, but, uh, apparently, um, you know, the stuff that they make these, um, disposable face masks out of, polypropylene, is really bad for the environment. Um, and of course, it's, that's polypropylene is plastic, and so plastic uh, can take as long as 450 years to decompose. And definitely every time I walk outside, I see at least one, if not 16, face masks just scattered on the ground. And on June 1st, in the city of Milwaukee, masks will no longer be mandated in public places my workplace included for people who are vaccinated and i am vaccinated but that's still a couple weeks away and overall i would say i'm a lot more calm now that i'm vaccinated because i'm not constantly stressed out about receiving or transmitting the virus anymore. And yesterday, I realized after 45 minutes of working, I passed a reflective surface at work and saw I didn't have a mask on. And I immediately clutched my hand in front of my mouth and my nose and I went straight to my supervisors. Three of them, all clustered, not that far away from me, just like 20 feet away from me, were all three of my supervisors and uh, none of them had noticed um, that I wasn't wearing a mask and not one of my coworkers had reported me as maskless. And so I went over straight to my supervisors, clutching my mouth and my nose and my hands. And I said, I'm turning myself in. I forgot to put on my mask. And then one of my supervisors started going, wee, 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 wee. I knew what to do. They knew I knew what to do. And I went back to the break room and I put on one of these disposable masks that take as long as 450 years to decompose, that also happen to contain, um, really toxic, uh, things that you don't want getting into the environment and moving around in the, uh, gullets of, fish and animals and the earth, but that's just what's happening. But anyways, I put one of these on and I went about my business. Suddenly things started to make sense because, uh, just moments before, maskless and unaware, <laughs> I had talked with a co-worker because I needed to, two of an item, and they were offering one. And I said, "No, I need two. Thank you." And I had a smile and a really pleasant disposition when I said it. And I felt, for the first time ever, a very warm reception when my coworker handed me my two items that I needed. And I felt like I had been seen for once. In a way I hadn't experienced in a long, long time, perhaps an entire pandemic. And then I realized, of course, oh, my coworker saw my face smiling. That's why it felt like I was seen, because I was seen. Yes, on to the next topic. <music> This burning plastic smell, and I have like the slow cooker going, so I go over there and I'm like, Is it coming from the slow cooker? Like, is there some electrical thing going on? Like, is something off? Is it just like too hot on this counter surface? Because this counter is kind of vinyl, and I'm like sniffing and I'm sniffing it's okay. I'm sniffing and I'm sniffing. I can't trace it coming from that so I go into the dining room and I can kind of smell it a lot. Then I walk towards like the air conditioning unit and there's like a gap of just like fresh outdoor air underneath it so I lean in and I sniff there and it's so intense smelling and I'm like huh. I think it's coming from outside so I like walk outside, I walk along our building sniffing, sniffing (laughs) and like I see our next door neighbors are out on their porch and they're like smells like burning rubber and I'm like oh you smell that too? And they're like yeah it's coming in from the back we think and so like I walk towards the back and I see like all this like smoke billowing out from like this house that's like kitty corner of us like by the windows by the roof and I'm just like oh my god like I think one of the houses might be on fire and then I'm like wow this is like a really busy neighborhood I'm sure like someone else if there's a fire has called the fire department and then I thought now what if though everyone else is coming to that same conclusion what if they're all like someone else will call I don't have to because I don't feel like this is always like the most get to know your neighbor area so I like stop for another second and I think okay well if no one calls and no one's home like every second that passes by they could be losing their belongings their animals like what if no one's home what if someone is home and but it's like asleep like Mm. you don't know what's going on so like I asked Blaine like what do you think like I should like call and he's like how do you know it's not just like you know someone's grill I'm like that is not someone's grill like all of the neighbors are outside asking what is going? I didn't going say on? grow. Okay. Well, all of the neighbors are out. I, I said like a yard, a yard fire. Yeah. Okay. All of the neighbors are out, like talking about burning rubber. There's like smoke. I'm just like ah. Uh... So I like try and call the number that's like just the fire department, and it's like the fire smoke detector number and I'm like why doesn't the fire department have their own number cause like from what I understand if you call 911 paramedics like the police right. like the whole nine yards come and I just wanted the fire department and they don't have like a clear number for you just to call so I called 911 yeah. emergency and I'm like oh boy cause like I've had it happen before where like I thought I smelled smoke in my apartment back when I was, like, 23 or something. And I ended up calling 911, and all these firefighters ended up walking around my apartment sniffing, and they were like, you know we're the worst people to call if you smell smoke, because none of us have a sense of smell anymore from fighting (laughs) fires. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just felt, like, all embarrassed from that situation. But, uh, so I'm just like, fine, I'll call, because, like, if I want to go outside and see what's going on it's gonna take me at least two minutes to walk all the way around the block and it just takes time and so like i call the fire department I said i think it's coming out of the roof in the weather. they said you think i'm like yeah that's what it looks like i mean i'm not sure but that's what it looks like mm-hmm. And so they're like, we're on it. And like, can you um, wait in the street and flag us down and show us like which house it is? Oh, no. <laughs> <And so laughs> then, like I have to like run out of the house, run all the way around the block, and as I'm running, I can hear them coming. And it sounds like there's like more than one. Yeah. One, two. Three, four, five fire trucks come down the street. and like, and by this time, every neighbor on Some Street is like standing on their porch looking like, what's going on? Aww. And then I'm like this lady, you know, like, probably one of the only white people in the entire neighborhood like there and like the- and then I like try and like subtly motion to the fire Chuck <laughs> people but they're like walk us to which house it is I'm already like not feeling good about this because right before they came I walked up to the house where the fire was happening, and I just saw someone, like, relaxed, sitting in the backyard with a beer. I'm like, oh, no, no. And then, like, <laughs> I'm just like, crap. And, and I'm like, I'm, like, swearing to myself. I'm shaky. I'm, like, panicking because, like, this is, like, really, like... So embarrassing and awful, but like I was just trying to do like the responsible thing and save the day if it Mm -hmm. needed saving. Not that like that's ever my intention to be a hero or anything, not at all. I just didn't want to do the wrong thing. Like, I was afraid I would choose the wrong thing and then someone would be hurt. So, ugh. So, like, this, like, firefighter who looks like he's about nine feet tall and, like, you know, has, like, a stud earring and he's beautiful. He looks like he'd be, like, a firefighter at, like, a gay... Like nightclub in New York in the eighties. Like he just looked like really cool. Thomas He's Finland kind of look. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind <of> a shirt. <laughs> yeah. He just looked so cool, and I'm just like this like quavering like. I'm, I'm, I'm so embarrassed. I think it's. Uh, I ah. and then like I point like here's the house <laughs> and like they they're like hey. And then the guy who's just like relaxing himself is like, oh, we got it. We got it. It's okay. And, and, then, and then. I like that none of them actually came forward to the front yard to, to be like, oh, that's probably coming because of us or something. <laughs> yeah. They knew how big their fire was. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And then we're just completely relaxed. This yeah, whole thing. yeah. Yeah. And so then, like, uh the fireman walks back to the truck, and like everyone is still on their porch, like waiting for like whatever. And like I passed one lady who's just like watching, and like I'm close enough to her, and I'm just like I'm so embarrassed, and like she was like, ah, ha, 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 <laughs> you know. <laughs> Today, I went for a walk in my neighborhood and heard the following things. <laughs> I had one of those bus rides that should take only a half hour to 45 minutes, but end up taking almost two hours. I was walking towards the 80. I was half a block away and the 80 came (laughs) and I couldn't catch it. I missed it, but it happened to be the end of the line where the 80 swoops around and you can catch it if you're fast when it turns around and starts going in the opposite direction. So I start walking really fast, but I still missed it when it was going in the other direction because I wasn't totally sure where the bus stop was because I haven't been taking the bus in a year. And so, the next 80 isn't coming for another 15 minutes, and I figure, oh, I can take the green. So, I walk towards the green, and the bus stop for the green is like four or five blocks away. So, I'm walking and walking. I miss the green. And at this point, I know if I walk back to the 80, I'm going to miss the 80, too. So, I just wait for 20 minutes (laughs) to catch the green. I take the green, Because I can go to Walgreens on the green, unlike on the 80. So I'm at Walgreens, I get the tincture for putting in my ear. Because I have a log jam of earwax in my right ear and I can't hear anything. And I need something to break it up. So I finally go to Walgreens, I pick up the tincture. And then I have to wait for the next green. Which is going to be a while, so I take that. And then I'm going to transfer to the 52. But... For some reason, the 52 is taking uh, an infernal eternity, because where I'm picking up the 52 is near the end of the line, where it flips around just like the 80 earlier, but the 52 passes us by, and instead of turning around and coming right up, it's gone for like 10, 15 minutes. I don't know what it's doing. If it's just idling. If it's like behind schedule. But I'm waiting forever. And here comes the 52. And by this time, because it's taken so long, there's like 30 people waiting to get on to the 52. And I get I get on to the 52. And the woman behind me, of course... She's slower. She has her needs, but she has only paper money, so she gets out her coin purse, which takes a while. It's a bit of a production. She gets out a dollar bill. And she starts to feed it into the machine. But the machine won't take it. So she flips it. And it won't take it that way. And so the bus driver takes it. And he tries putting it in. And he flips it. And he tries one way. He tries the other way. The machine is not taking the dollar. She says, that's okay. I have another dollar. Same thing. And then, same thing. And then she says, that's okay. I have another dollar. She moves through several dollars. There's four full light changes before the bus driver just directs her to a seat. And by this time, another guy on the bus yells out, hey, you should use rice paper when you're printing out your counterfeit bills. Which authentically captured how everyone was feeling at that point point now what if we had the ability to beam instantly from one place to another and what if it was a zero emission technology would people need jet planes anymore? What would be the environmental impact? How would it affect crime? Would it be too easy to get away? Who would monitor who gets to beam? At a certain age, do you get to beam or Is every child permitted a beaming range? Can you put a range on people who beam? Can you only beam in certain areas? How would you prevent beaming farther? What would it take to beam? Scientists, what do you think? Let us know. This is a very serious matter. Thank you. There's been a creature who's been digging under our porch, leaving a pile of dirt on our pavement that it's been pushing out of the way so that it can live under our porch. So we set up some cinder blocks to try and blockade the hole, but at the same time we didn't want to like blockade it too much in case we trap whatever's down there. The other morning, we were running a little late for work when my husband went out the door first to open up the garage and everything. And he goes out there, and within a few moments, he comes back into the house and he says, I know what is living underneath the porch. And I go, Oh, he said. I saw a baby skunk and it was so cute, but I startled it and it emitted a little and it didn't hit me, but it got into the air and I could smell it. I could smell the baby skunk. And I said, "You you can't, we're running late, but you can't wear those clothes to work all day. You smell like skunk. My husband quickly changes his clothes and successfully does not smell like skunk. Because it was a baby skunk and not an adult skunk. Because if it was an adult skunk, he'd have to take a bath in tomato juice, just like the neighbor man I remember who lived across the street he had to do when I was a little girl he told me all about it he said he had to fill a bathtub with tomato juice and soak in it and even then a few days later he still smelled just a little bit like skunk <laughs> next time on the subtle forces, abstinence, and also, I will be reviewing a CD that was slipped into my mailbox without a note. Today's show is dedicated to Charles Bursell. Thank you to my earwax, the buses, my neighbors, uh, fire trucks, firefighters, Heidi Parks, Tender hug my supervisors, and uh, and NerdFu, who reviewed the show, please review my show too, and I will read your review on air, on podcast. Thank you. And remember, whenever you encounter a subtle force, you have both your feelers and your logic inside you to interpret it. So you might as well use both.